So chapter 7, God bless you, chapter 7 of Conversation with Christ, um, selection of the materials. So chapter 5, right, we talked about sort of the, the remote preparations, the living the life, which will be discussed later in the book again. Chapter 6, the immediate preparation that we looked at yesterday. And chapter 7, selection of the material. Um, and so the long and short of it is is we want to select material for prayer that moves us to prayer, to intimacy, to listening, to desire, to devotion, to silence, to whatever, right? But, but the real key is, and I'll highlight it in the chapter, is something, is material that God utilizes to move me out of myself into Him, right? which is normally experienced as some sort of consolation or devotion or desire towards silence or what have you. Um, and so that's, that's the basic point of the chapter. But he says here on page 32, the selection is more readily accomplished by reading from some book which is in itself provocative of conversation with Christ. And I remember, I forget if it was in a homily or something, but, but Father Haggerty, no, it was in a retreat that I had with him, um, Father Haggerty uh, said to us, he said, you know, you should, you, should, you should choose gospel passages that provoke you, right? And while that can have sometimes the word provoke can have a negative connotation, here it's obviously used in a positive way. But again, it's, 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 it's to highlight that it shouldn't simply be intellectually interesting, right? We can all be interested in things, right? Like I can be reading something, I'm like, wow, it's fascinating that the earth is that big or it has this circumference. That might lead me into prayer, and particularly some people might be led into prayer by sort of amazing facts about creation or nature or things like that. But when we're looking at choosing material for meditation, we want to do something that's going to provoke us uh, in regard to our relationship with God. It might provoke us to repent, right? So that's another possibility. The provocation or the movement that comes out of prayer may not be warm and fuzzy, right? It might be something that lights a fire, right? That leads us to, to a sadness, but a sadness in light of God leading us to God. But something that provokes us is, is important. And then, let's see here. One of the things that Ignatius will point out in the spiritual exercises is he's big on kind of preparing yourself for prayer. So he'll have the person who's going to meditate in the morning on a scripture, he has them read it the night before, right? And so that can be something that can be helpful. Um, I wouldn't make a hard and fast rule about it, but if you've never tried it, that, that could be good to just know what you're going to meditate on. So let's say in your morning meditation, know what you're going to meditate on and maybe look at it the night before. Yeah, again, it doesn't have to... And honestly, when it comes to... Which is different, so I'm not trying to equate the two strictly, but when it comes to homily preparation, usually I'll try to take a look at a gospel or the readings a day or two or three ahead of time, and literally I look at them. I'm like, oh, okay, it's that one, it's that one. I sort of... But often... I mean, honestly, like, I don't know how many times, like, a homily's just come to me, like, washing the dishes or taking a shower, you know, because I've read it, and just something just kind of sort of, I'm like, oh, that's interesting, and it just sort of stays with me, 
And the same sort of thing can happen is that when we, when we allow the scripture or the text or the mystery to sort of come to us earlier, it just gives the Holy Spirit more time to sort of ruminate something in our hearts. So I wouldn't give it a hard and, make it a hard and fast rule, but I would say it's important, and, and I think the author states this as well, with what you're going to meditate with, that you know what that is coming into prayer, right? So to go into prayer, and to, sometimes this is okay, but you know, to go in and to spend time like, okay, well, what am I going to read today? Well, maybe I'll look at this prayer book, or maybe I'll you know, do this, or go back to that, or that can be okay sometimes, but often it's good, especially because of the limited time that we have, um, to know what we're going to be doing, to come in with a bit of a plan. Um, that's not a hard and fast rule either, but especially when we're starting out, it can be helpful. Now, you all are going to have it easy, in a sense, because for a significant chunk of the year, starting, I don't know, sometime soon, I will give you um, the material that you'll be using in your morning meditations. Right? At the end of last year, the novices in, in May, I was like, okay, I think this is going to be about it. They're like, oh, what, now, what are we going to do? You know, because you know, they just, I'd been just giving it to them for so long. Not everybody feels that way, but in any case, there it is. Um, so what sort of material, so it should be something that provokes us, that moves us, and again, this is just page 33, it's well to remember that while one may meditate on any subject, for instance, the final destiny of man, our sins in the sight of God, the virtues to be practiced, he should devote the major part of his meditations to Christ the God-man. And I mean, as Franciscans, right, who we take Jesus and his life as, as really like a rule, in a sense, as a rule of life, something really to be followed, all the more it's vital. But Teresa of Avila, but all of the saints, like Jesus is, is the vital point of contact, right? No matter what your experience of prayer is, who you are experiencing prayer is the Jesus of the Gospels. Even if it's pure contemplation that has no images and is totally dark and seems dry and nothing's going on, Still, the one you're encountering is the Jesus of the Gospels, right? Because that's how God chose to come to us, right? So I'm, so in any case, the, sort of a, highlighting the importance of the Gospels, yes. And I'd also just like to add, this is a bit of a Father Francis Mary thing, but like, guys, really be disciplined with what you choose to bring into your meditation time. Spiritual reading right? Or like sort of more recreational reading. Of course, I think there should be a certain amount of freedom there. But, but don't bring just interesting books into prayer, right? Don't just bring, and honestly, in my own life, and I, I'm not setting myself up as the be-all and end-all of prayer. Absolutely not. But in my own life, I have to say, like, even though sometimes it was not the most fun and not the most interesting, a consistent use of the daily Gospels of Mass was what I meditated on for probably at least 10 years of my religious life. Right? I found it fruitful. I'm not setting that as a rule, but I'm just really saying from my own experience, returning to the Gospels and allowing Christ in the Gospels to impact us is really a vital place to return to in meditation with some frequency 
as the Holy Spirit leads you. Um, but, but, but really, like, you know, like, don't, just don't bring into prayer, just like whatever, right? Um, let it be good material. And so St. Peter of Alcantara has a few different things to say about, about the material. Um, let me see here. Of the reading, well, we'll, we'll get to that in a second, because that's um, chapters 2 and 4. So a significant chunk of this book by St. Peter of Alcantara, and basically this entire, the entire spiritual exercises of St. Ignatius of Loyola, St. Ignatius of Loyola just arranges um, material. Basically, the exercises are a particular specific arrangement of material, mostly from the Gospels, and then it's just a person praying through all of that, and then the director listening with them to what happens in their heart as they're going through the material. That's basically the spiritual exercises. Now, there's a lot more to it in some ways. But Ignatius just takes you through um, the principle and foundation and sort of, especially in modern directors, you get moved into this place of like really just like receiving the love of God. Then you move into sin, and then you move into the life of Jesus. Boom, 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 boom. From his birth, from the Annunciation, to his glorious resurrection. St. Peter of Alcantara, um, when he talks about the, the possible stuff that you might bring into to, to prayer, he gives you stuff, and he gives you stuff for every day of the week. Subject matter of meditation. But this is one of the reasons I don't have you read this book, is because it's a little more structured than I would really want us to be. So Monday is sin and self-knowledge. Tuesday is on the miseries of this life. Hmm. All you have to do is read a little bit of the newspaper. But anyways, Wednesday is on death. Thursday is on the last judgment. Friday is on the pains of hell. Saturday on heaven. Sunday on the benefits of God. So he just had this very, and he's like, this is what... And then in chapter 4, seven meditations on the sacred passion. Monday, the washing of the feet. Tuesday, prayer in the garden. Wednesday, before Caiaphas and the denial of St. Peter. Thursday, the crowning of thorns. So these guys are like, so this is serious stuff. This is where you need to return to. And St. Peter of Alcantara, a good Franciscan, focuses more on the passion, right? A very traditional Franciscan thing to do. But in any case, we can see in both of them, the majority of the stuff, while you can meditate on death, heaven, hell, the majority of the stuff is the life of Christ, right? To allow us to encounter him in his mysteries uh, through, through our reading of these texts. Um, and what else do we say here? Oh, yeah, let me just mention this. I think I said something about it before. St. Ignatius of Loyola, in the spiritual exercises, has this idea of repetition. And so repetition is when the director will say to the directee, okay, listen, like, that scripture, so let's say it was, they were meditating on uh, Martha and Mary, like Luke chapter 10, 38 to 42. And it was a really fruitful meditation. The director says, okay, go do a repetition on that. So it means the directee, the next day, meditates on the same gospel again. But what's the point here is that there's certain material that's particularly anointed for certain individuals, right? And so some of you guys have experienced that in your life already. There's probably certain 
places, a place of prayer, certain scriptures, certain words, certain images. And this is a fruitful place to return to time and time again. And so Ignatius has this, this, this idea like, keep going back there. And it's not that we're trying to repeat an experience of prayer. What we're trying to do is to go deeper into whatever sort of that places that God gives us. Or another image that I would give is, like if you're drinking at this place of scripture. So let's say the birth of Jesus. Like you have this tremendous, just this real consolation in just being with Joseph and Mary with the, the newborn babe. And they just like sort of smush you in between them and you're just all, the three of you are just sitting there with Jesus and it's just awesome, you know? And so when I say do a repetition, I'm like, so the experience is like you're just drinking it in, right? And I say, go back to that fountain until it's dry, right? So there can be this really beautiful way that we should feel free to return sometimes to maybe the same scripture. So when I give, I'll have you guys do repetitions when, when you're going through the material, but I'll also leave you free, I think this year again, I haven't always done this, but you guys seem like you're handling things pretty maturely with prayer, so I think I'll do the same thing, where holy hour, you can go back to the same text. So sometimes go, guys go back to the same text four times in a week, right? But if you're still drinking, drink. Like, why walk away from the fountain if you're still thirsty and God's ready to still give you more, you know? And so in a sense, when we're selecting material, don't be too hasty to, run, to move on, right? And St. Peter of Alcantara will say that in just one second. Um, yeah, let me just read a couple things from St. Peter here. Chapter 5, number 2. So this is, again, the six things that help us in the exercise of prayer of the reading. So St. Peter of Alcantara says, well, how should the reading happen? How should we do the reading when we're going to use the, read this material that we're bringing for prayer? Not hasty or flighty. Give the whole mind and the whole will. When we find an especially devout passage, pause on it. Reading not too long to have time to meditate. So don't like choose some huge passage and just keep on going, you know, but rather something briefer. More fruit, if there's more fruit, if you're able to ruminate upon and enter the subject more leisurely and with more affection. And so it's not trying to like find lots of interesting stuff, but ratherly more leisurely, more affection. So if there's a consolation that comes after you read a sentence, just stop and soak it in and stay in it. And if you can stay in it for an hour, just stay there, right? But it is important to just like to go in with a certain calmness and gentleness. Francis de Sales, throughout his spiritual direction writings, right? Gentle. The interior movement, even when we're like a temptation comes, it shouldn't be like, ah, nope, nope. You gently but firmly, boom, right, against it. But you never want to get moved into a place of agitation. That's never the Holy Spirit, right? And so even when we approach the reading, you know, oh gosh, it took me a little while to get to the reading, it took me a while, no, 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 Not hasty or flighty, just giving yourself to it, being able to more leisurely, more affection. If we're distracted, you might want to linger longer on the reading, right? And so that's, that happens, right? We're sort of reading, and 
I'm trying to enter a conversation and I'm just distracted. He's like, okay, just practically going back to the reading can help you to just stay in prayer instead of just flying off into la-la land. And so, um, and he also says, give yourself freedom, right? There's no rush. Don't be bound to the words. It's just good to strive and persevere. And so that's some of St. Peter of Alcantara's uh, notes on this particular part of the prayer. And then just two other things that he mentions here. Uh, first thing. Yeah. St. Peter of Alcantara, just like St. Ignatius, is going to say, go with more devotion. So we're not to be so bound as to think it wrong to pass on from one subject to another, but wherever we find more devotion, stay in it, right? Which I think I mentioned to you previously. And the same thing with the reading. We should never feel bound even to read an entire passage of Scripture. If we find something, stay, right? If we find something, stay. Feel free to be able to do that. That's that, that's that. Um, and just uh, something that I think I've mentioned to you previously, sometimes images can be used as material instead of a book, right? And so the, it can be fruitful to use an image in prayer um, that's helpful for you, obviously. It doesn't have to be the most spectacular piece of artwork that's ever existed on the face of the earth. Sometimes I'm I'm shocked and surprised by what God is willing to speak through to people, right? He's very humble. I'm like, really? You got that out of that picture? All right, beautiful. You know, like, that's what God does it and it works for you, so awesome. Um, I think that's basically what I wanted to say about that. Any questions, comments on selection of the material and this, uh, this particular point? So, I mean, the, the, the last thing I would just say is um, it's very utilitarian in a sense. Like, you just want to pick material that's going to help you to get to God or that God's going to be able to use e most easily for, to move you to him. That's basically it. Okay.